the college experience FCS recap and surprise college football team episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Yes. Better than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure you subscribe to our profile at sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head over to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you'll have a chance at a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college experience FCS playoff and NFL draft recap and our surprise team of each conference in the college football, 2021 FBS season. Yes. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, how are you, pal? We're sitting here, we're watching, uh, you know, F a real playoff. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Mm-hmm. But I heard, hey, there was talk. I saw the Atlantic, not the Atlantic, the Athletic. I say that fucking <laughs> thing every time. Twelve F, uh, twelve, uh, a lot of Power Five. Or Jesus, I can't fucking of, talk. What would that Some be? school presidents are FBS. saying 12, 12 team playoff. Is that they're getting a little further on in the uh, conversations they now? I think they said that's been the more popular talk. I like it. Yeah. That's a start. That's a great start. Would be a great start, but you're watching the 16 team playoff. You saw uh, Delaware pull the upset today on the road at Jacksonville State. Yeah. Southern Illinois should have. I, I really think Southern the better team was Southern Illinois. I. <laughs> I'm not saying oh, that yeah. with my bias. I'm saying that from a yard advantage from watching that whole fucking game. Now they yeah. collapsed some questionable play calling, but also the, I, I don't know how you don't challenge Yeah, the, the running back clearly gets in on like a big play. That's a touchdown. And well, they let, didn't let's challenge go this. over some of the th- key things here. You're up 17 to seven going into the end zone at the end of the half. Yeah. Right? You're at the one yard line. Yeah. Yeah. Major advantage. Like 35 seconds left upsetting the top fourth team and one in the tournament. And you kick a field goal. Yeah. You're a 16 point dog, Pat. Yeah. I, I, I 
disagree with that decision because here's what you do. You, you go for it. If you don't get it, you just put them in a terrible spot to down the ball. Yeah. Uh, but, but th- no, they kick the field goal. Then they kick off and South Dakota gets like a 55 yard return. Then they throw one pass and then they kick a field goal. Uh, so therefore that drive basically meant nothing. Yeah, and they get the ball to start the third Southern Illinois just shot themselves. What's up with that decision-making terrible got conserve. I mean, they pulled a Luke fickle. They got conservative when they're supposed to be aggressive. They, really they got did. aggressive. They when were the better team, dude. You cannot convince me otherwise. Yes. I mean, did South Dakota state make the, the, the plays to get them back in the game? Sure. And they should be, you know, rewarded for, for that. that. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time I look and I see all the points left on the board by yeah. Southern Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Killing it. But anyway, Stone Labano, it's great season and the Salukis should be pretty dangerous next year. I'm a big stone fan, but the hair should come back. Let's be honest. Get, get the hair going. Get the hair. The hair going. Going. I do like the uh, karate kid uh, headband thing. He's got working there though. Yeah. Yeah, man. Very and, solid. And the Dukes of JMU. Fighting Dukes. Dude, I gotta be honest. I thought North Dakota was going to give him a better game. I did too. I was surprised at how physically uh, dominant we were in that. Um, and I will say, I mean, we, we got a couple linebackers that just look like they belong in the NFL with the whole defense that yeah. all year, some of those games, I think it was against Elon, uh, and, and the second opponent, which was Robert Morris. Yeah. You guys had to come back in, in the second half and do it without your offense. Really? It was yeah, your special Johnson teams is still defense. a work in progress. Yeah. He played better today yeah, than, than, than some other, some other, like even the, a week ago. Yeah. But uh, that defense, that special teams and the O line, really the run game. Yeah. It, it's, they a, got far above two phases of the game down completely. And uh, and I think that's probably the best offensive line and defensive line that I've seen in the FCS. Yeah. They're big. They're strong. Uh, that said, pretty darn good coaching job by North Dakota to stay in that game through, yeah. ha- through the half. At least yeah. uh, they start the freshman quarterback, Tommy Schuster. He threw some vital picks in the first half. Uh, but JMU gets the dub. They advance. Sam Houston state takes care of North Dakota state. North Dakota state almost won this game on special teams. Yeah, man. I was really, I mean, both of our brackets were perfect up until this game. I mean, so far we've only missed one game each and it's this game. Uh, North Dakota state losing by four. They had the lead late. They scored. Well, I mean, dude, to be honest, they, they should have lost this game because they couldn't throw the fucking ball. Well, Sam Houston State's a better team, Yeah, but, but Sam Houston state almost gave it up. Uh, Sam Houston state. That's been the story of them all year to me. I yeah. don't know how they win these games, Yeah, but they end up like barely winning when they, it looks like they're the better team the whole game. Dude, a couple of things. When North Dakota State blocks the punt into the end zone in the first quarter, if that gets recovered in the end rolls zone. Yeah, all the way across the field. Yeah, more than halfway across the field, out out to the other side of the. Of, uh, if I don't that understand. gets recovered in the end zone. That's a touchdown. That's a win for North Dakota. Two plays yeah. later, uh, they um, what are they kicking off? North Dakota State. Yeah, and and the guy fumbles the kickoff yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> What happens? I, I forget what it was. It might, might, maybe, maybe I'm uh, mixing my plays up. But either way, the guy drops the ball on the three yard line, and the North Dakota State player is just looking at it, and the other guy jumps on it. So. I know, brutal. Well, the special teams though, then a kick return and a punt return for touchdown. And you're just like, are, are they really going to win this game <laughs> solely on their special teams? And and really, Eric Schmidt threw a great ball with about you know, a couple minutes left to give them that, to basically get them that win. But then even after that, Cam Miller and North Dakota state come all the way down there, have a third and one. And they go with the, uh, the, 
shotgun uh what option you know read option yeah and he drops the ball freshman quarterback drops the ball they lose three yards so then mm. they have to go for a fourth and five uh and and he he overthrows that guy can't throw the ball he can't throw the ball yeah he's got some wheels he's got some wiggle he's he might be a player in a year or two break some tackles but yeah he's he's definitely a work in progress too it's very disappointing as a JMU fan because obviously North Dakota State coming into the game what seven and two six and two maybe they looked beatable um. We wanted them in Harrisonburg. Now we're going to have to travel to Texas to play Sam Houston. So yeah, a couple things broke the wrong way, but you know what? It's still the semifinals and Sam Houston looks vulnerable. We just got to come in and play, play ball. And then we're back where we want to be. Yeah, buddy. Boom. Boom. And my Delaware blue hands pull off the upset. Patty C. And those Don't you are- call them yours. Well, they're my darlings all you, year. Sean made me pick a team. Them. Yeah. Preseason. He said that that had odds when we were on our FCS show. Yeah. And I had the shirt already and I've been a blue hen fan, closet blue hen fan for like, just like Montana, I've yeah. been a closet Montana fan for like 20 years. So I, I said, okay, my, uh, the, a lot of the schools that I liked weren't on there odds wise. Yeah. So I said, okay, Delaware's got really shitty odds, but I like their chances. Cause Danny Rocco, good coach, former Richmond head coach. Yeah. And I, I just like the blue hens. So I, I took them and they're still undefeated and they're representing the CAA. Can we talk about that for a second? Because CAA, JMU, JMU should be playing a home game against Sam Houston state should. because the CAA is much harder JMU than the South still one in the FCS poll, but obviously they're three in the uh, playoff seedings. I, I look, I get it. You could say Sam Houston blew out. They, they look better when they were blowing out teams. But the, the difference is, yeah. is that the CAA has Richmond, Villanova, Delaware, Maine. Yeah. You yeah. have a, a New Hampshire. These schools are good. Yeah. They're much William better than the South, the, the, than the Southland, in my opinion. Yeah. Should, this game should be in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, but we have a real playoff Patty C. We do. It's, it's beautiful. Let me say this. There's a special moment for me as a fan of Jamie. This is when I quit the team already, but a lot of the guys I knew obviously were uh, still on the team. This is my senior year, our first national championship. Um, and a fellow defensive back, uh, Cortez Thompson against Delaware, Delaware had won the national championship in 2003. So they were defending champions and it was like a really big jump for JMU to get by him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boom, they come to Harrisonburg. Cortez Thompson returns the punt all the way, 79 yards with like, I don't know, sometime in the fourth quarter to uh, break a tied game. Amazing play. I recommend you guys look that up. JMU versus Delaware punt return. Fucking awesome. But um, anyway, so it, since that time, I've always kind of had a little bit of hatred for Delaware. So I am hoping we see them in the national championship oh, game. You hate, how do you hate the blue hens? Well, it's, it's conference rivalry, baby. Well, I'm trying to find the seating on Delaware because with them pulling off the upset, I know they were one of the last, uh, last four in or last five in. They didn't win the CAA regular season title, so yeah. this is a perfect example of we're Top in the two final four. in the country. Defense is winning championships in the FCS. You know why that's true? Because they're allowed to hit. We just watched a play at the end of this game where the guy got dinged in his. It wasn't even. It was the head and was neck Lamar area. Was, yeah. Yeah, and it was. Oh fine. no, there was a couple plays. Yeah, the receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah Labanowitz got hit in the chin. It was they fine. They didn't call it. Didn't yeah. call it. Um, and then the receiver uh, got hit in the shoulder pads, but they would have. We know for a fact they would have called that head or neck in the FBS level. It wasn't called, and yeah, d- good defense was allowed to prevail. Yeah, and it has been at the FCS level. So 
it's just been better. But look, no, I'm, my point here is you put a team from 11 to 16 in the playoff and they're in the final four right now. And that right. is Delaware. All right. All right. And it was almost Southern Illinois who was the 16th team in the, to get in. That's right. That's right. You see, uh, you open up that can of worms parody at I the can't top. Wait for them to, if they ever do it, cause my point will be proven very fast. Yeah. Very fucking oh, yeah. fast. All right. Uh, there's that Ric Flair. Woo. All right. Uh, NFL draft happened this weekend. Patty C. I feel like we should touch on this before we get into our conference. Uh, you know, sleepers, uh, for 2021 FBS, um, NFL draft happened. Alabama broke the record, by the way, of having, tw- I think, what, 10 players or Jeez. what was it? The, the most picks by pick 65 by a school ever. What, seven or something? I want to say. I think it was eight. Really? I think it was eight. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I, 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 I was six in the first round, right? Yeah. And then you had Dickerson, Dickerson in the second. Yeah. And another one in the second. And that was, was another one. Let me see. I want to say it was, there was two in the second, a linebacker, I think. Okay. I'm going to pull it up. Um, so, so they had eight, I think eight in the first 65. Yeah. That's just silly. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Landon Dickerson was a pick 37. Of course, internet's not working, so I can't scroll down, but I would look at this though. I have a, 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 a list of, of the schools and this is a perfect example. Cause I was involved with some idiot on, on, on Twitter arguing the, uh, that the college football playoff is the four best teams with the, the most NFL players. Well, no, not the case. Uh, lobbying for Oklahoma to get in. Sorry. They only had five players drafted. Guess who had more? Who's that Pitt? Nice. Kentucky. Yep. Penn state. Yeah. LSU. Yep. Michigan teams that weren't we sniffing. Talk? Yeah. Michigan was what? Two and four season uh, ago yeah. or one and four, some yeah. shit like that. Two and four, two and five, something like that. Michigan dude. Can we talk about that thing though? Is like, how are they that bad when With they that produce that talent. many pros the past two years? Yeah. That's uh unforgivable for old Jimmy, Jimmy Har. I mean, Jimmy Harbaugh. Uh, let me see what I did there. Well, what do you, what do you make of this draft? What do you make? Uh, I mean, any, any big stories besides Alabama, just completely dominating, but Alabama ended up with 10 players drafted. Ohio state had 10 as well. So that was the national championship, right? Yeah. So it, it does stand correctly there. Right. But uh, yeah, Jeez, pretty, pretty filthy though. Right. A ton of talent. Notre Dame, three second round picks. Notre Dame had nine players drafted just one away from. So uh, in, in a way, this guy's kind of telling the truth. Well, no, because Georgia was Georgia was there. But, uh, who, who was the Clemson only had five players guys. Yeah. I mean, Pitt. Yeah. Pitt it's, had more players drafted than Clemson. Of course though. Yes. You would expect the teams that are the best teams to have the most talent. It's just not exclusively the best teams that have a lot of talent. That's our point. Um, meaning that obviously some of these other teams, well, I mean, Michigan's a, a fair point. I mean, Kentucky having more than uh, Clemson, Oklahoma, uh, Texas, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. There's a lot there. You, we can, we can unwrap if we wanted to Duke had four players drafted. Interesting. Duke and Auburn had the same amount of players drafted. Old Dukey tech had two in the first round. They had four Duke and tech had the same amount of players. Drafted. Yeah. Interesting. Figure that one out. Um, look, my, my story as a Steelers fan, I thought we got two quintessential Steelers in the first two rounds in uh, Najee Harris and Pat Firemuth. And I will say this, there is something to be said about character, especially in an organization like the Steelers. I feel like they had gotten away uh, from it a little bit. Obviously Antonio Brown was complete head case. 
Uh, Roethlisberger, well, obviously he's had his issues. I think. Uh, <laughs> Hell, he's not a head case. Right. Right. I think. I no, mean, not I, on the field, but the, uh, uh, you know. I mean, he's had beef with his coaches. There's probably some prima donna there. I feel like he's also semi-professional, but then like uh, Le'Veon became a head case. So, you know, it's uh, Juju is young, but he's he's got a good heart. But either way, a guy like Najee Harris in the locker room to get shit straight, and then uh, Firemuth as well is a typical Pittsburgh Gronkowski type guy. So I put, like that draft putting the pieces. I in thought place. the giants had a great draft who they get. Well, they traded for, they, they traded the pick to fi- for Chicago to take fields, which I thought Chicago gave up way too much for fields. Yeah. So, uh, and then I thought with the exception of the, the wide receiver from Florida, which the jury's still out on, I thought they took him a little early, but if they like him, I was reading that urban Meyer really wanted him uh, the pick behind them. So, um, I don't remember their whole draft, but I thought it was a good draft. I, I don't understand the quarterback position. Jamie Newman undrafted. I don't get it. Yeah. You're a, uh, you're a Jets fan. What'd you think of the Zach Wilson pick? How would you think of his reaction when they started throwing up the gag sign? That was so dude. Great. That was <laughs> he looked so, so genuinely great, uncomfortable being around that. Uh, but I wasn't, uh, look, I was a skeptic after that photo came out of him, like looking like some model. Yeah. Right. I was like, good God, New York media is going to destroy this kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's not producing. But then I, I, I found, I was listening to, to someone else's podcast and they quoted that uh, he had uh take before he went to BYU. Yeah. He took two BYU cheerleaders to prom Boss. at the same time, Boss. at the same time, well, not got- two different proms. The same prom. <laughs> he took two cheerleaders. He definitely he's got more name within him than you definitely realize. Definitely floated. Yeah, all night soaked, soaked, soaked whatever soaked. the fuck. It's the same thing. You, you, you are floating in there. He docked. Let's be, he docked, right? <laughs> oh God. Felched. Uh, no, what is it? Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the Mormon thing. The, the, uh, po- po- polyamory. What is it? Polygamous. He's kind of getting a head start on that BYU culture. I just want you to keep talking right now. Yeah, see, what, just... see what you see where you can dig you. <laughs> right? Uh, Any Mormons out there fucking hate us. We're just kidding. We love you. Mormons are great people. Mormons are fucking awesome people. They have a couple quirks. Everyone's got look. Everyone's, everyone's got, quirks, got good but, and bad. Yeah. All right. But it's all I'm saying simple. is yeah. Mormons get a really bad rap. I, I feel like they're gen- genuinely, normally pretty, really good people. No, I don't know. Utah Jazz fans are pretty, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty true. much that's dicks. true. They're yeah. like the biggest dicks but in the league. I, that's, it's just like the Mike Leach thing when, you know, he was telling us you could take a hundred people of anywhere. You're going to find some pieces. You're going to find shit. some assholes yeah. in there. Yeah. That's so, true. Um, where are we at here? Okay. NFL draft done. Anything shocking? Uh, besides, besides the Jamie Newman thing, it just made me think that like, I don't understand the quarterback position. I don't understand Kellen Mond going early, dude. Kellen Mond is one that I watched several times. Now yeah. I, I thought he played better this past year than the years prior, which uh, should happen. But I, I just don't get it. Uh, how I just don't get how Newman doesn't get drafted. Uh, like Book, I think is better than Mond. Yeah, uh, I would draft Book before Mond. Well, would- Mond has much better. Pro tools than book. Every like as big far as game like physical. I watched attributes. like the balls were late or they were thrown like they were thrown yeah, his too high. Level. Yeah, Kellen Mond is the exact replica of Colin Kaepernick to me. Which you know, big, tall, strong arm, fast, but poor ass mechanics, and you know hasn't shown the ability to read defense or be consistent. You know, if you are in a system that simplifies things for you and allows you to use your athleticism, then sure. You have the chance to be a good quarterback, but your ceiling is not 
winning in the playoffs very much. Yeah. That said, Kaepernick took fucking San Francisco uh, about five yards away from a Super Bowl. So yeah. maybe, maybe Kellen. And I, I argue all day, you know, the Kaepernick thing of like, they, they you know, I, I think Sean and Ryan are on the other side of this one with me. I argue with them in the office all the time. Well, for years now, they they're like, well, he wasn't you know, good enough to, to be a starting quarterback. In the NFL. He should have been, he could, I couldn't start right now, but yeah, but uh, he definitely was. I, I would argue back. that chip Kelly came in they're like, well, yeah, he lost a starting job to Blaine Gabbert, but then he came back in at the end of the year and he actually played a lot better. It, and that happens all the time in football. Yeah. I, mean, I will say he was fortunate to have Harbaugh, but chip Kelly is a horrible pro coach to have. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, it, although you would think that like would be Spurrier with the Redskins. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, look, he could have out easily went elsewhere, especially when you had like Blake Bortles starting. Yeah. He would have, he was and better than a lot of play other the quarterbacks. Pro football game. Yeah. He was like, I, I refuse Bortles? to believe that. No, I'm saying Kaepernick. The argument was like, well, by the time that whole political thing happened that he wasn't he was good enough. Like, and I'm like, yeah. no, no, he could definitely start Dude, the fucking NFL. Rex Grossman got the bears yeah. to a fucking <laughs> Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick has the, the, the physical tools to there was a lot of shitty to not be a great quarterback just because again he lacked the polish. But when you're six foot five and you run a four five forty and you can throw the ball deep down the field and you can make plays with your arm and your legs, yeah, you, you extend plays. There's yeah. a place for you. You're not gonna you're not gonna be Peyton Manning, but um, okay. So uh, by the hey, way, Peyton Manning's a lawn chair, dude. Get the fuck out of here with Peyton that lawn Manning, chair shit. <laughs> get out of here. I hate Peyton Manning. Well, <laughs> you're stupid. Nah, you're he was really good, but he was definitely a lawn chair. He yeah, was the he definition a of a, no, I'm talking like a, a, a statue. Behind, oh, yeah. yeah. He was Mark Rippon 2.0. I don't, well, I don't, that I didn't hate Peyton Manning, bother me but I'm saying like him to have physical limitations. I thought he did the best with what he had. Of course he did. He had a great career. He should be a hall of famer. Yeah. All right. You but he don't. also, well, you know, I don't like the the whole Colts organization because they were the ones that lobbied to change the rules that really made football a lot worse. Sure. All right. Agreed. Peyton Manning was a little bitch about that. Agreed. Right? And there's no, there's no denying that. All right. Touche. Let's, Let's take a shot, shot to that. All right. To, to defensive pet holding or pump and run coming back. Boom. Mm. Woo. You know, it's never coming back too. you don't, no. you don't, uh, it doesn't go back. It doesn't go back unless uh, when they see the offense and all the fucking average Joe fans that are like, Hey, yeah. And, and maybe if the rock, you know, we were discussing this, the XFL has a better chance of being cool. If the rock steps back and lets his ex-wife run it, <laughs> I agree. She seems way more well, bad. It's like the classic thing of like, all right, how, how do we say this without sounding completely like, I don't know. She seems like she could be way more ruthless. Yeah, there's a, a like a common thing. I don't know. Let's just roll. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Here. What are you trying to say? No, no, no. I'm just saying whenever whenever I uh, oh. yeah, I don't know. Let's just get out. Okay. Here. Well, I'm gonna say it. there there is a uh, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So maybe uh, the fact I don't know what you're trying to say here, but all I'm saying is the Rock. I've seen him. He's lobbying to be president. He put some shit on Twitter. He saw some poll where it was like. 45% of Americans would vote for the rock for president, which is pretty good numbers, but that's where he is mentally, you know? And he's like, I would be honored to be like your president. That dude is not going Look, to be promoting I, I like, like hard rock. hitting. I have friends that have worked with him. They say he's a fantastic yeah, he seems guy, awesome. but, but that's kind of political I mean, suicide. I, what I mean, what I mean, but yeah, 
I, I'm nervous about the league's chances, yeah. but I do like the idea of this world thing. But look, we're getting fucking sidetracked. I want to say right? one more okay. thing about this. We've talked about this too. All the Rock needs to do, he can be as political about it as he wants, and that's great. All he has to do is make that league uh, viable. And at some point, the competition between the two legs, leagues will drive one of them to become the violent league. You know, whether that be the NFL or whether that be the XFL, one of them will step up and say, guess what? Our rules are a little more violent and they'll dive into that. I because hope so uh, you realize I'm reluctant to believe this though. Yeah. Maybe they both pussy out. Who, who knows? We'll see. But uh, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with uh, the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. It's about $500 bet. Come on. You got to do that. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com and download the app today. Um, Yeah. Let's just get into college football. I mean, look, I could talk about this. What I was trying to say was like, it just seems like, I don't know, like there's certain personalities. I'm not saying, well, she's hardcore. She's that's like what a bodybuilder. I didn't want to sa- make it sound like, well, all, you know, women are more ruthless than men. That's not the, what I was trying to say. <laughs> that is what you're trying to say. No, I think I, I like, I was trying to say by what I know about her Women are way more cutthroat than men. No, <laughs> that's dude. That's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's subjective, but no, it's, it's proven. It's like, all right. At, at a young age, like fucking it's, it's genetically like boys are running around, like bashing each other and shit. Women are like thinking of shit. I still, I, I dude, I think it's subjective. I'm it's, sure it's, it's not across the yeah. board, but generally speaking that said, she would be that, no, that's, one of the so, guys. So what I was trying so. to say is based off what I know about her. Yeah. I think that would align with her. She seems like she would be pretty cutthroat. I hope so. Yeah. So pretty, uh, she could be ruthless. Not in a I, bad I way. Yeah, no, I feel like she's in like a good hardcore. Way. in a good way. She yeah. seems like she's down for the game. Yeah. So, uh, there is hope. Yeah. That's hope. what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. I was walking a fine line there by saying like <laughs> yeah, all think, women are, <laughs> I think you're getting unnecessarily like politically correct over there. Uh, atypical of Colby Dent here. No, well look, I'm just trying to say that I knew some of her story. I've d- dug into her background Yeah, and she fit the profile that I thought I've never met her a day of in a my hardcore life. Chick. Yes. Yes. There's nothing wrong. That's with what that. I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to college football. All right. right? <laughs> there we go. Um, all right, we're going to go conference by conference. Yeah. Sleeper teams. Look at the schedules here. Look, we know the obvious, especially in FBS football where there's no playoff, really. There's just an invitational. But there are surprise teams each and every year. We saw it last year with Indiana. We saw it with Coastal Carolina taking down App State's crown and winning the, the Sun Belt. We saw it with, uh, well, Iowa State was very, very close to taking the Big 12 title. We won the regular season Big 12 title. Um, yep. And uh, it happens all the time. So would you consider those sleepers though? Last year, they definitely were. Co- I mean, no I one State saw was... coastal Carolina coming. Oh yeah. yeah. That was a definite sleeper, but I mean, yeah, everyone had Oklahoma. Of... Iowa state wasn't preseason ranked. Iowa state. I don't think they were preseason ranked. Were they? Maybe not. If so, it was like the twenties. The yeah. Yeah. So oh, no, no, that was the definite, definite sleeper run uh, by Iowa. Northwestern state. was a sleeper last year. They yeah. weren't. Yeah, that's true. It happens every year. There are going to be Colorado teams that come out of nowhere. Colorado kind of came out of nowhere for a little bit there. So that's true. 
So we're going to take a look at the, the conferences here. Uh, one by one uh, division by division and have our sleeper teams. Patty C. Should we just start off with the sec since they just had the most draft picks. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like it's tough to start anywhere else. As much flack as we give them, they are still the best conference in college football, pretty much undisputedly. So let's rock. Let's go to the S the sec West. Yeah. All right. And th- we see a little bit of agreement and it is well, that I, I wanted to like, I came into this thinking Arkansas. Yeah. But the sec dealt them another death blow. When you, when you load up Arkansas schedule, if you, if you load it up here, Patty C. Yeah. The reason why I didn't go with them, because coming into it, I thought, Hey, Pittman had a good first year considering that, that one of those games against Auburn was complete bullshit. This is a tough, dude. Oh my th- gosh. This might be the toughest schedule I've ever seen. <laughs> dude. How about the, how about the four? How about the back-to-back spots here? Yeah. All right. First they get a and M neutral site in Texas. I might add. Yeah. So is that, That's is a it road neutral? game for all intents right? and purposes? Yeah. Then at Georgia and at Ole Miss. So they get two sets of back-to-back away games. It's essentially three, three away games right there. Yeah. Um, they, uh, so they have one set of three away games, essentially Yeah, one team that almost made the playoffs last year. Another team that's probably going to make the playoffs this year. And then the best uh, offense in the nation last but year, all three on the road, all, all on the road, all back. Well, then the second back-to-back is at LSU and at Alabama. Yeah. I mean, Arkansas, How is that fair again? Taking it. <laughs> Slam up the poop shoot and, uh, and the fact that they draw Georgia from Georgia and Missouri, which I think there's a chance here that those are the top two teams in the East. I know everyone's talking Florida as the second, but I think Missouri, the way we broke down their schedule has a strong chance to finish second place in the sec East this year. So yeah, Missouri. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a chance they we'll get be talking both. about them in a little bit. I, be, yeah, I do believe Yeah, they get both. Uh, and then when you add the out of conference schedule of Texas and then a triple option, Georgia Southern, and even rice wasn't that horrible last year. Now they do get Arkansas pine bluff, but even the Arkansas pine bluff just played for the SWAC championship, dude. If it's not inconceivable that if uh Sarkeesian comes in and they are performing dynamite right off the bat, that Texas has playoff fringe playoff contention opportunities. It's not likely, but it's Wait, possible. What we're talking. Oh, okay. You're going through all the teams. Yeah. I'm going okay. through like and then, okay, A and M clearly. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to replace Mon, but if they can, they were really close yeah, last I year. Think that's, that, look, uh, Georgia, that could be an yeah. Georgia, were projecting could Auburn. You never know. Uh, that Bo Nix is a third-year starter. LSU could easily bounce back. They beat Florida last year, and Alabama. That is what five teams that might ridiculous. be in the play- six teams that might be in the playoffs. It's not as hard as Stanford's, but it's close. Uh, at the at the top, there's there's no doubt that this has more. But uh, but at least there's, there's I mean, some Stanford, Stanford there. has p- twelve power fives. Yeah, there's Rice, so, so there's Georgia get, Southern, yeah, and, and, and Arkansas UAB, Pine Bluff. Yeah, Pine yeah. Bluff, rather. Um, but man, man, brutal. Uh, so so look, I was coming into it thinking Arkansas could be my sleeper team. I was thinking Leach traditionally is year three. Yeah, where he, so we got to wait a little while corner, for him, but, but I don't know because the talent level is so much better. But then you look at the schedule. And it I think Mississippi state, you know, it's still not a, it's not a gimme. Yeah. I, I also love the, the leech Eddie George matchup happening on November 20th. Um, kind of like that. Uh, so here it is. I mean, Mississippi state, will Rogers year two of the air raid. They brought in Jack Abraham transfer from Southern miss. I mean, I mean yeah, Southern miss. And then, uh, the, Chase Loverich from the the transfer from from South Alabama, all 
the transfers have lots of starting experience yeah. mixed with the freshman Will Rogers who played in the air raid in high school. I think there's a shot. This team at the end of the year, I thought started to play a lot more competitively, but still here you look, okay. La tech out the gate. That should be a win, but La tech solid. Sure. It's not no gaming, but there's a, you're right though. The way this schedule breaks gives them just a chance in every game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, NC state in Stark Vegas uh, week two, then 50, 50 game, but they could win that. I give them like a slight edge on that. Probably 51, 49, maybe, but yeah. uh, at Memphis, not an easy game, not an easy game, but winnable, but winnable. And I think that Memphis trajectory is heading in the wrong direction. So yeah, LSU after that at home in Starkville, they beat LSU in Baton Rouge last yeah. year. And and th- this is the hardest stretch of the season, the LSU in Starkville. And then at a and M, A&M, but they yeah. can drop a game to a and M. Yeah. And they probably will. They'll probably lose one of those two at the, I also least. think they could upset, you know, a and M. I think it wouldn't shock me. Sure, it's possible. It's possible. But then Especially they get a buy. A and M's quarterback play isn't great next year. Yeah. Now, granted, A and M's defense has become disgusting under Elko. So we'll see if that uh, trend continues. But uh, yeah, they get the buy right before Alabama. Alabama is coming off a back-to-back road trip uh, at at A and M, and then coming to Mississippi State before Colby has voiced many times yeah. how difficult it is to navigate both the games of a back-to-back. So then, then the, they especially get, the second game. Yeah. Especially the second game. Then they get, so that what's great is after you get beat down by Alabama, cause NC Nick would be the first one to tell you the week after playing Bama, your team is just devastated. Well, guess yeah. what? They're at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Nice little, that's almost like a bye week recovery game. Yeah. yeah. Should be for leech. Typically then they get Kentucky and Starkville. Also very winnable. They're at Arkansas winnable. Yep. This is their only back-to-back stretch for road game wise is at Arkansas at Auburn. I don't think I watched Auburn spring game. I, I don't think they're there yet. I, I think that's a decent back-to-back. I mean, I don't expect them to go two and zero, but it's, it's possible. Yeah. They could even lo- lose two. If there's some carnage in there, they could afford to lose two games. If they take Alabama, if it's they just upset. the way this, then they have Tennessee state. Eddie George is the new head coach there in the FCS ranks. Still bullshit that they're scheduling an FCS game in November, but um, and then they get a little it's revenge. It's a bye week before Ole Miss, essentially. Yeah, and they get Lane Train in in uh, Starkville. This dude, best case scenario here. Best case scenario, you could have like a ten and two season. And that's wildly. Uh, why? What's the word I'm looking? It's not going to happen, right? No, 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 no. It, it's going to nine take, and three. It's going to take. I think even that is what, what uh, I, generous. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I would think like seven and five. I mean, that's uh, yeah, but I'm saying ceiling, ceiling, maybe nine and three. I, I I don't think this team, but if I'm trying to say like a dark horse in the SEC West, it's just like what teams that there's Auburn, there's LSU, there's Alabama. Do any of those teams really count as a dark horse in that division or a sleeper? No, the sleeper. Well, I, and I would argue that Auburn and LSU, I don't think are are there. Even A and M, like you know. I, I actually think A and M is the second best team in this in this division. I mean, they were last year for sure, but none of those four would be like a real. Sli- everyone would be like, okay, they won it this year. But even like A and M beat them twenty eight to fourteen last year, and that was with uh, Costello throwing like multiple pick six. Yeah, this game was a close game. Yeah, I mean, all, I, I saw that you threw Ole Miss in here as well. I did as, because th- their schedule breaks nice as well. Um, you you pull up you pull up. Uh, like to me, it's all about scheduling. Yeah, and they get yes, they get uh, they get a bye week before Bama as well. So I think there's a decent shot they win on Labor Day against Louisville. Yeah, and Ole Miss is one and zero. Then they get Austin P. 
They've had three coaches in, in, in fucking 12 months, right? That's not going to happen. They're going to destroy Austin P. Then they get Tulane. sneaky game. Yeah. Sneaky game with Fritz, but I think they're going to be three and oh, right? Yep. They get a bye week before Bama. They're going to lose to Bama, but they played Bama pretty darn good last year, right? They will lose to Bama. You're right. So three and one, but then look, Arkansas at home yep. in Oxford at Tennessee, who I think is going to be horrible. That's something we should highlight here is they draw Tennessee and Vandy from the East. Just a hell of a That's draw. That's the best. The yeah, best draw. Best is going to get really. So, so then they get LSU at Oxford. This is their hardest stretch. Is where they have back to back home to LSU at uh, Auburn. They could drop one of those. They drop at Auburn. We'll say. I don't think Auburn's going to be very good. Yeah, Auburn. Like, Auburn I, mean, I mean, I think ha- they'll be solid. They'll be seven and five to me. Auburn has a lot of talent. Always. Uh, Auburn, Auburn. They were not very good last year. You dude. never expect Auburn to be like a national championship team, and then they are. You know, all of a sudden. So it's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> all right. It's very easy. It's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> uh, the Liberty game is a little sneaky. Liberty game is tough, especially because that's uh, our boy coming back. Hugh freeze coming back to Oxford. Ooh, probably got a few tricks up In his sleeve for that one game day. Please go there for that. Um, what schedule do you think breaks better? That's tough. I mean, uh, they don't have, I actually think Ole Miss's breaks better I because they don't have back to back away. They don't yeah. have back to back away at all. I mean, and a lot of their tough games are at home. LSU's at home. Liberty's at home. Texas A&M's at home. Uh, I guess they have to go to Auburn. That's pretty tough. And they got to get, they're going to lose one of those at Auburn and Bama. They'll probably lose both of them. But again, even with two losses, if there's carnage, I in think the Ole SEC Miss West, has the better, the better uh, schedule. Yeah. Then Mississippi state. Neither of these teams is likely to win the uh the SEC West. West. Well yeah, they're not gonna but we're battling we're playing for second here. Yeah. It's completely in the realm that they that these teams could finish in second place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um so I, I think that's that's the angle there. I think ceiling for Ole Miss, ten and two. Yeah. I mean Do I think that will happen? No. But do I mean I probably think eight and four, seven and five. It's really not out of the realm of possibilities at all. I mean assuming that they because look they get uh Mac Corral back, right? Yeah. Jeff Levy's offense is fire. Yeah. They're going they to can just fix that defense a tiny bit. The right. worst defense in the nation. Yeah. They should be fine. Uh, okay. Let's hop over to the sec East. All right. Sec East here. You know, I wanted to try to think differently. I was like, okay, could it be Tennessee, South Carolina? No, I just don't believe those teams. I thought Kentucky. My first thought was Kentucky. Yeah. But then, dude, Kentucky's got a murderer's row. Look at this three-game stretch: home to Florida, home to LSU at Georgia. Hmm. Home to Florida, home to LSU at Georgia. That is three weeks in a row. Absolutely brutal. Now, um, I mean, those are home games. So, like, let's say they road upset. trip at South Carolina to start that is going to be tough for the likes of I Kentucky. Think I think they'll beat South Carolina, but on the road, that's not a gimme. I, of course it's not within your Kentucky. Nothing in the SEC is a gimme, but true. I think, um, I was going to say that they could be emerge as a, as a, you know, a threat, not going to happen. It's Missouri. Me, you, NC Nick talked about this on our week two preview. The Missouri tigers have a great schedule. They have a great schedule. Yeah. And their back to back away is at Vandy at Georgia. Right. Yeah. Which is almost, you don't have to focus too much on the at Vandy and it's by the way, a bye week be coming into that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we've done the research on that too. And, and by, by we, I, I mean, Colby, uh, 
a lot of the back-to-back aways that uh, the the good teams in the SEC have faced have included. Uh, I mean, but what what was the stat you pulled up? Whenever there were two back-to-back uh, road games against winning teams, no team got through it. Unscathed. No team got through it. Yeah. If if they play yeah. a scrub in one of the back-to-back games, then they might win both of them. Well, that's but if the they're thing. Playing two Florida teams, actually played a decent amount of back-to-back away games in the past ten years. Yeah. In their conference but they were always paired with Vandy. So uh, the question to ask yourself, is that really count as a back-to-back away? Right. When you're playing an absolute script. Well, And like there, that's like the one where the fan base actually doesn't really show up for those games. Like you have, a, it's like 50, 50. Yeah. Like if Florida fans come in, right. They're buying up half the and tickets. they're just shit. So you kind of like, yes, I'll credit the sec for giving Florida back-to-back aways when, when Bama doesn't do that. Right. Um, yeah. But it's still or LSU doesn't do that. You you don't have Florida going into Georgia and then South Carolina back to back. Never, never. Yeah. It's never like we're rarely and no, when they look, do, they look, lose both. Dude, look at like what what Mississippi or Mississippi State will have to deal with or Missouri. They'll have to go like at LSU next week at Alabama. Yeah, and then they'll go cross division. On th- they'll throw Georgia in there. The, Florida will never have to do that. Yeah, Georgia will never have to do that. Yeah. Um. But you look at you look at Missouri's schedule. It's business, here. baby, and the SEC is about their business. There's no doubt about well, it. Well, trust they're, me, they're not should, about it. Only, it ain't only the SEC, buddy. Yeah, it happens in the your beloved ACC. They have yeah. caught on too, and who who hasn't caught on yet? The Pac-12. The Pac-12. Newsflash: yeah. When you hire that new, should they hire me? They should go to the SEC and be like, "Hey, whoever is your." It wasn't it Slive before? Or was he ACC? I don't know. They I don't should. Know. I think he just retired. They should get Mike Slive to be the Pac-12 commissioner. Lo and behold, we'll see USC back in the national championship in two years. But I want to see good football. Damn it! I don't want to see well good football. I don't want to see USC playing fucking Sonoma State in <laughs> right. November third. Right. All right. That would be what we would see. But if it means that USC. Uh, can compete in the playoff and actually have a chance, then that might make for good football eventually. But how about you just expand it like we just saw in the yeah. FCS and it's fantastic. And you yeah. have home games and fans get really excited. Yeah. It goes from nation to nation. And then yeah. you don't have to water down the whole nation's football product in order to have a place at the table and everyone wins. Uh that is what that's Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Quoting Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Um, dude, Missouri. Let's break down the schedule though. You look at this thing, me, NC, Nick, you, I think we all, th- when we broke down Missouri schedules, Hey, there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. They get the Chippewas of central Michigan out the gate. Easy peasy win at Kentucky. This could be tricky because Kentucky, but Kentucky two evenly were, matched. Teams. I think, I think Mizzou can beat them. I think Missouri has got to step yeah. on them right now. So if Missouri can pull that one off yeah. on Saturday, September 11th, then they get the following week, they get Southeast Missouri from the FCS. This should be a win. That's a win. They'll be three and oh, if they can beat Kentucky, then they're at Boston college, Chestnut Hill, you know, no fans show up for that fucking game. Yeah. BC though, heading in the right direction with Halfley. Who do you favor in that? I favor Missouri slightly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Missouri's going to be four and oh, then they welcome Tennessee. They should win that five and oh, yeah. Home to North Texas. They should win South that. Latrell. That that's a win. Yep. You're six and oh, and then you welcome. A and M very winnable to Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. I mean, dude, this is a very winnable game, especially when you, if, if you were to build that up, right. If you, if you, uh, and they're, they'll be hosting a and That's what I'm saying. And then there you get a bye week. game day, dude. So, so they could be, they could be seven and oh, get a bye week. Then they're at Vandy eight. No. And then the, then the big one, 
yeah. which they lose right At in Athens, yeah. they lose. But then they close the season out hosting South Carolina, hosting Florida, and then at Arkansas. This, you know, this sounds really crazy. What am I about to say? They're almost the favorite. They can fucking go eleven and one, bro. Yeah. Well, especially it's not going to happen, right? They're going to go, but I still think ten and two, nine and three. I actually think if if they were to go seven and five, I think it's a bad season for them with the way the schedule breaks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean. Like I said, if they're a good team, if they're a legitimately good team and they weren't bad when uh, Barry Odom left and Drinkwitz had a good year last year and he was starting a fucking young quarterback, right? If they take a step forward this year and they win all those games that they, they are 50, 50 or slightly above it, win all the games they should basically. And then when you look at it, Georgia has to go to Auburn and they have a neutral site game against Florida in the state of Florida. They could easily have two wins. So even if they are two losses there. So even if they beat Missouri in Athens, Missouri could still win that division. Uh, I mean, that's wild. Yeah. They, they could, they're the, by far, they're the whole sleeper in the sec. And they were, they were sleepers when they first joined the league and they won the sec East twice, uh, twice in a row there with Gary pink. It's yeah. not so far out of the realm of possibilities that look, and, and here they are. They're another state flag. They're the ultimate sleeper, uh, sleeper uh, FBS program with only one power five. Uh, school in that state. And we've seen it. Like we said before, uh, Ohio state, LSU Rutgers, Arkansas is an underperforming team with that uh, yeah. advantage too. But those teams are always like, you know, you, you put a fence around the state and you have it all to yourselves. All of a sudden you're a power program. Missouri is not short on talent. If I'm I've honest. been demanding that the Billikens of St. Louis start a football program <laughs> and they used to have one. Pussies. They should. Um, they should. Okay, let's hop on over to the ACC. But before I get to the ACC, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Roman. Yes. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers, Patty C. They sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. Apparently, yeah. I never watched golf, but it seems legit. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, just know there's options out there. Go to getroman.com slash SGP right now. Yes, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is uh, appropriate, it will ship to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and extremely discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit today. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash SGP right now for $15 off your first month. Look, you got a special lady, a date in three days. Handle it now. Two-day delivery. Yeah. Get that doctor on the phone. Say, hey. Yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I'm ready to, you know, Dogecoin to the moon. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Look, and, and, and I guarantee you, if you take that, if you take that, if that's a problem of yours and you got that date coming up, then guess what? You're going to take it. And then you're going to feel like this. The best looking man, the best dressed man, long limousines, jet airplanes, boom, custom made clothes, and any woman in the world I want. Dude, you take it before you go to the bar and you're walking around feeling like that. You don't want to rub up on anyone, but yes. you're feeling it good. And remember then, it, once you do it, that nothing is over. Nothing is over. Yeah, you're back at it. 
Colby, uh, I don't know if we want to uh, go into tales of that. Colby, Colby is fine, you know, but I, uh, I wanted him to be sure on a, on a special date, and so I, <laughs> I gave him, I gave him one with a little extra umph, and <laughs> I don't know. This is yeah. a little, probably a little too personal, but uh, Colby, uh, Colby was ready for probably <laughs> twelve to fifteen hours. Here we go. Hours. Here we go. It's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing was like, dude, talk about a, a just a complete, uh, you know, spark That's rocket plug, fuel, <laughs> a spark plug right there. Uh, all right, let's hop over to the ACC. All right, mm-hmm. that's our transition. <laughs> um, that thing worked incredibly. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> and we get we hop over to the Too ACC. Well. <laughs> uh, let's let's go coastal because what? How many champions has there been now? Seven and seven years. So it's now it's re, it's refreshing. Yeah, so who we, won it last? There was no coastal last yeah. year. So, so this year will be they, allegedly UNC from all the hype I'm seeing top 12 team. And one poll I was reading the preseason top 25. So uh, I'm not buying it. I am not buying it. Um, I'm not buying it either. I think they're going to be good. I think they will be very dangerous, sure. but they just lost a shit ton of players. They yeah. lost Diami De- Brown, Daz Newsom, Jonathan Carter, uh, or no, Michael Carter, Jonathan, Wo- uh, who is Javante the R- Williams? Javante Williams. Yeah. yeah. So and Chaz Surratt gone. Yeah. Um, I get it. They've been kind rec- of some good players there. They've been recruiting at a high level, but come on, this is the same team that lost to Florida state last year and Virginia. Yep. So uh, surprise team, Patty seeing the coastal, where are you going? Well, uh, funny. You should mention my Wahoos there. Uh, they are my surprise team. And I don't know that there's any reason in particular for that. Other than um, I'm seeing a lot of confidence out of Brennan Armstrong. I saw him suggest Did you watch that, that spring game. The spring game was a Saturday. I haven't seen it yet. Though. I haven't seen it yet yeah. either, but he is saying they're going to have the best offense in the ACC BDE coming out of the lucky they just lefty. landed a corner uh, that was uh, all FCS corner that had, had punted on the season early in the year at uh, North Dakota state, Virginia yeah. landed. That's a boom. It's a nice land. Tony Bennett and Bronco Mendenhall mastering the transfer portal. At this point, UVA schedule breaks nicely. Does it? Um, look, who do they get cross? Uh, I see when I, when I went through to break it, I thought they got their hardest teams on the road cross division. Who do they even have? Well, I'm just saying in general, they're getting Louisville at Louisville. Uh, That's not that bad, but it's on a back to back. Yeah. I mean, going to Miami, but, but it's a Thursday to a Saturday. So it's a nine day, nine game turnaround. Who's there. The, wake force is the other one. I think that the wake is Dude, good, well, but wake is still UVA capable. UVA has a super manageable really? schedule. See, but look, I see at North Carolina at Miami, at Louisville, at BYU, at Pitt. To me, BYU doesn't matter. It's a non-conference well, I mean, game. I'm just saying for their home, for their season too, you know, it's a dangerous game. They'll get a bye week after that. And then Notre Dame, neither of those games matter. Uh, are we talking about sleeper for a national championship? No. no, Virginia is not a sleeper for the national championship. Are they a sleeper for the ACC coastal? If there is such a thing, uh, then I would think they qualify just because their cross division games are like you said, uh, wake forest at home and at Louisville. But, uh, when I think of at North Carolina, you could think Tar Heels got to be favored. And then I see at Miami at Louisville back to back. I think they've played Miami fairly well, but I, and then when you add in the pit game in November 20th, yeah, I mean, if I was projecting UVA, I'd say like seven and five. But that's probably every team in the ACC you, Coastal. You know whose schedule break be- broke better to me was Pitt. Let's I thought Pitt's schedule was extremely kind to them. 
Um, Let's take a look here. The only tough stretch really is that three game stretch from 16 to 30 of October at Virginia tech home to Clemson home to Miami. And they get tech out of a bye. but I like the fact Clemson speed on that tall ass grass in Pittsburgh, Miami speed on that tall ass grass in Pittsburgh, October 30th might be cold by then. That's true. And what does Fuente have uh before that pit game, they're hosting Notre Dame. So they might be a little, yeah, it's a good wiped spot out emotionally Virginia tech. I thought, but you look at this and what do they draw from, from the other side? Yes. They drew Clemson. That's, that's horrible. That's tough, but they also drew Syracuse, which they traditionally get. But I, I just think I look at this. You got North Carolina, your best teams are playing in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's true. Tennessee should be down at a conference. I don't see, where's the, the, I mean, the Hokies could be decent this year. They always have that potential, but um, and but, they have to go to Blacksburg where they get them out of a bye. Yeah, I like, I dude, yeah, I like that I think schedule. Could have a good season. Like, let's say right. they lose the Clemson, right? Yeah, I think they could beat Miami and Pittsburgh. I think they normally do beat them in Pittsburgh. I feel like. Yeah. So, where where I think they could beat North Carolina Thursday on on a nationally televised game in Pittsburgh. Yep. Where's be- where's their? That's a great schedule, dude. Pitt could have a good year. It could have a big year, especially if they go down and beat Tennessee and Knoxville. It's you got a six-year starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett, coming Jeez. back. I mean, come on, are you buying in? Been there for ten thousand years. I'll buy in a pit when they manage to That's right. get to ten wins. Oh, I buy. I don't get how there's all these players drafted and they still suck ass every mm. year. They're six and six or it's, seven. And five. It's pit. They don't have the uh, the mojo of the how? Steelers, and they just play that conservative Midwest. Uh, but this you schedule know, is better than Virginia's. second rate o- Ohio state football, traditional Ohio state football. This is a better schedule schedule than Virginia. Slightly. Yes. I agree with that. So, so that's why Pitt is my team. It but makes I, sense, but I I'm going to make the case for one other team Yeah, that I think has got an easier schedule than even Pitt than Virginia, than Virginia, the Duke blue devils oh, Cutcliffe on the hot seat. Like no one's <laughs> thinking anything at Charlotte. Listen to me here Yeah, at Charlotte. I, I am a Will Healy guy. I think Charlotte's going to have a chance to win that. Sure. One. Absolutely. But Duke does play the group of fives pretty well. Yeah. Right. Then North Carolina A and T, which is definitely not a, not a home. This is not a guaranteed win because, because the Aggies can play. Yeah. Then Northwestern, believe it or not, they play Northwestern. Well, yeah. Then Kansas, there's a shot. They could be four and O heading into a rivalry game against North Carolina, which they'll right? probably lose, which I got them losing Yeah. four and one. Home to Georgia Tech, that's a winnable game. It is. Five and one, they could be. Yep. At Virginia, I feel like Duke's got Virginia's number a little bit. Not lately, but uh it is I feel like it's not one sided. That, that it's a winnable game. To me, when I looked at this, I was like, so their away games are this. Yes, at Charlotte at a conference, but everywhere else, at North Carolina, that's a rivalry game right up the road. Yeah. They're probably gonna lose that one, but still, at least it's a rivalry game, so maybe. Uh, at Virginia, at Wake, at Virginia Tech. To me, yes, the Virginia Tech one's the hardest to me. Here's the thing about this team, and it's it's the same with every coastal team every year. They could be first in this division, or they could be last. <laughs> but I'm just saying, couldn't you see them like having a hot start? Absolutely. I mean, I would think Northwestern would get the better there. Oh, but I'm telling you, they just played like two years ago. And I think they gave it to Northwestern. But I, I, I would expect them to be three and zero, oh, even with a loss to Northwestern. Three and one, rather, even with a loss to Northwestern there. Um, and then you assume a loss to North Carolina, but you know, after Georgia Tech, that's a win probably. Uh, 
five and two or four and two at, after six. That's not a bad. Well, and then you have Wake on the schedule. That's a winnable game. Pitt, I feel Pitt like at home. Yeah, Louisville at home, Miami at home. Why not? They could have a decent year. Is it oh. ACC Coastal? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say they're going to win the Coastal. Who knows that? Pitt he, could though. Who does? Who does Duke have at quarterback? Do we know yet? Do we gotta, I'm sure someone good. Yeah, he's usually guys. developing yeah. his guys. Up he's there. got guys. Um, well, that's the thing about Duke is they're always more competitive than you'd expect, and or, or typically under Cutcliffe more. Exp- uh, competitive than you. Well, they just got like a Michigan State transfer. They got a, 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 a someone else. A, I don't know if it was a Bama transfer. Um, no, it was Ohio State. They got an Ohio State and a Michigan State transfer. You know, twenty-seven players I think from Michigan State have transferred since November. Jeez, who's the uh, new coach? Our boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. The guy from uh, Colorado, Mel Tucker. Tucker. I wonder if there's a culture issue going on there. Who knows? Or maybe he's just cleaning house and getting his own guys in there. I think Pitt's schedule is great, but hey, Notre or Duke, watch out for Duke. Duke can definitely be a bowl team this year. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Duke is sleeper. Sleeper well, look, bowl If team. you just take care of Charlotte, North Carolina, A and T, Kansas, you're th- you're you're halfway there, well, and you have Georgia Tech, which is winnable. Yeah. Wake winnable. I even think some of those other ones, like they, they seem to give Virginia tech a hard time. Yeah. The last time they played, didn't they beat them 45, 10? Yeah. They, they will definitely mess with tech. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I think um, in particular, like David Cutcliffe, uh, kind of a quarterback guru, a little bit in an offense. He'll, he'll train his quarterbacks up. Obviously uh, paid Manning, Daniel Jones and Virginia tech, Justin Hamilton, a, a Bud Eli Foster, yeah. Eli Manning too. Uh, Justin Hamilton, a Bud Foster disciple, um, kind of relies on pressure. You know, pressure breaks pipes, uh, and uh, typically a defense or a quarterback that can diagnose pressure and uh, <laughs> respond. Uh, a North Carolina guy, there you go, respond appropriately is going to be able to beat that pressure. And so, um, yeah, they could take Tech down too. I'm telling you, I just I, I look. I, I'm just talking about the schedule. Yeah the schedule here, it's a nice schedule to me. And that means, especially in the coastal, anything can happen to me then. You know what I mean? Like that, that tells me that, okay. And uh, yes, Duke only has 56% of their roster returning, which is one of the worst. Yeah. But if you weren't any good, don't you want to get to the next guys? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) You know what I mean? Duke reloading on their two stars. I think it's a favorable schedule, but Pitt, Pitt's Pitt's one that I think actually has a real shot at, at winning the coastal. I think everyone's going to have North Carolina penciled in. Sure. I think everyone, I, I'm so, I was surprised you didn't go with your Florida state Pitt bringing back 73% of their roster. Well, Florida state's Atlantic. Have we gotten to that yet? Uh, no, we're going to that right now. Are right. you going Florida state? I am not. Oh, you pussy. Uh, let's talk the Atlantic uh, division in the ACC. Uh, my team here. Are, are you on the same side? I, there's two that stand out to me. Okay. The Louisville Cardinals and Scott Satterfield. If they can just do anything, it's almost like Ole Miss, which they, they open up with, by the way, on, on Monday, September 6th at the Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta. Um, But this team should be talented. If they can just play a little bit of defense. And when you look at the schedule, dude, they could be this, it, they get they Clemson undefeated hosting Clemson in November. They get Clemson in no in Louisville. Uh, now I will say this NC state and Clemson probably going to be the top two teams they're competing against in the Atlantic. Yeah. And they do get them back to back, right? Tough, but one's at NC state. The other's at, at home against Clemson. Yeah. So there's that, but 
I mean, you go out the gates. There's a chance this team. I mean, yes, Ole Miss, UCF. Even if they lose to Ole Miss, their back-to-back away is is kind at Florida State at Wake Forest. Yeah. So I think that's one of those back. I mean, those aren't easy teams. I get it, but I, I'm just saying, it, Florida State much like the point. Vanderbilt thing. Yeah. Wake doesn't have much of a home environment, so it but is. Wake's good. I get it, but I'm saying like those. I almost feel like if you go throughout the, the, like I've been studying these back-to-back away games for the past 10 years. Yeah. I feel like the most beatable ones are Vandy wake the, where there's no crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 25,000, 35,000 seat stadium. It's possible, man, that the, that the, that the Cardinals can pull this off. They lost, they lost some key players though. Tutu out well gone. Uh, you know, the, a couple other studs on that offense, but I think them and I think NC state's the case here. So, so you're saying Louisville, look, Ole Miss, I think is a, is a 50, 50 game, yeah. right? I think they can beat Ole Miss, but that doesn't even matter in terms of their yeah. ability to Getting win the to conference. The, yeah. yeah. So at Florida state win, right? Yeah. Could lose. Yeah. But win. let's see the, let's say they lose one of those two back-to-back road games at Florida state and at wake. They go, go one and one out of that. Right. Then they get Virginia. Yep. That's a win. They yeah. get a buy and then host Boston college. Right. I think they can win. It's in Louisville. They should yeah. win. Then they're at NC State. This is tricky. Tough road game. That's a tricky but one. But they have to go yeah. in and win that, right? Home to Clemson. And then they host Clemson for the division. If they, yeah. And Mikhail Cunningham's a fucking senior, and who knows what's going to happen with Clemson. A lot of stuff can happen. They also have McCaffrey. Any chance McCaffrey plays? Which McCaffrey? From Nebraska. He transferred. I mean, yeah, there's. Luke McCaffrey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Then they're, they're, they get Syracuse at home at Duke. This is a nice schedule. Dude. Very manageable. I dude, if there's any year that Louisville could dethrone Clemson from their perch, what is it? Six, six straight, seven straight. The Clemson's one out of the ACC total, let alone the, uh, the Atlantic, Atlantic division. Yeah. Uh, I think Louisville has the potential. to. Do I think this, this is the year too, man. And, yeah. and I've already, you know, I watched that spring game for Clemson, the depth at the quarterback position. Don't let ukulele get, get injured because the, yeah. there's no depth on is that. Is that right? Yeah. There's no, there's not the second string is not very struggling. good. Ah. Um, but let's take a look at NC state buddy, because I think NC state well, sure. could be that sleeper that we're thinking of. They had a good year last year, right? But I also like where they catch Clemson because they get Furman the week before. Yeah. So essentially you have a bye week Yes, Furman is average on the FCS ranks. You know they yeah. were preseason top twenty-five this past year, and they, they Clemson will be dealing with their huge rival Georgia Tech the week before. Yeah, it's a shame it's not triple option Georgia Tech because yeah. that would be a dagger. But but I like that spot. I like how they ha- even after Clemson they get La Tech, so they kind of don't have to go through the grind of two Power Fives in a row, right? Yeah. Then after that, yes, you get a back-to-back away, but at Boston College and at Miami, these are like it's nice to come out of a buyer. Those aren't. With- brutal home environments. Yeah. I think that those, this also hurts the ACC is like between wake Boston college and Miami. Dude, there's just, those are three. The fan bases are not that good in the ACC. Dude, I was watching a fucking Flutie game in the eighties. I was watching a Tom Coughlin game in like 92 over the summer. It was lit. They were way more into it. I don't know. Yeah. Did they move? I don't know. Did the stadium well, the move? Orange Bowl sure. used to be a fucking, a, a, a nightmare, a horror mansion, you know? Yeah. But now it's at fucking hard rock stadium, which is now I, I corporate I, as shit. I will say this though. NC state does get dealt two sets of back to back away. How oh. does that happen? And and yet Clemson doesn't get any interesting. It's Isn't just ridiculous. It? Very interesting. Uh, at Florida state at wake, the other side of it. I don't know. I, I feel like Louisville's the the better play here. 
They play I think four road games in five weeks. That's ridiculous. Jeez. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe Louisville's my play on the on the Atlantic. I think Louisville's the team to watch. I think you're right. Uh, all right. Uh, agree. Let's bounce. So so right now we're pretty much you're going Virginia in the coastal. I'm going Pitt. Other than that, we're pretty much lockstep here. You went Ole Miss easier than Mississippi State, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I think they, so too, because yeah. they don't have a back-to-back away in there. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. If you haven't played on underdog fantasy, you have to check out their fantasy best ball tournaments and they're the best things going. Let me tell you even better is their uh, NFL draft weekend special sign up uh, between April 29th and May 4th, which probably passing us right now. And you'll have a chance to win a million dollars. That's right. $1 million. Yeah. It's May 2nd. So you got, you got, you got a little bit of time. Uh, when you go to underdogfantasy.com, use the promo code SGPN and you will get uh, $25 free, which you can use to enter their best ball two tournament. SGP will also uh, be running private best ball drafts for all the listeners. So you got to check this out. Make sure you check it out. Uh, this is a limited time offer that ends May 4th guys. So get them in, get them in right now. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use that promo code SGPN. All right. Um, Patty C here we are in the thick of this year and uh, let's hop on over to the big 10 East. All <laughs> right. Fucking hilarious. Well, what you're fucking hilarious. Look, this team has been uh, building their talent. Sound like Jim fossil. This team is going to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you, what, what do you have to sell me on here? Building their talent level. They have a tongue of Iloa running the show at quarterback. Uh, Mike Loxley is ready to break through as a coach coaching in his uh, recruiting. What kingdom over there in Maryland. And uh, they look, did fire Scotty Montgomery. That's a start addition by subtraction. And that's a, a, a big start. Way. But uh, what? Look, all right, let's look how the schedule breaks. Okay. West Virginia at home's a nice start, but re- re- irrelevant in terms of like their conference championship uh, because it's out of conference. Anyway, hosting Howard, then going to Illinois to start off the conference play. Winnable game. Should win that. Okay. I don't know about that. Well, Bielema's in his first year. <laughs> You know, Maryland's been improving year to year under Loxley. Uh, Don't sleep on the golden flashes. I will sleep on the golden flashes. Maryland should win that. <laughs> then they get Iowa at home. Again, they'll probably lose, but again, uh, getting them at home. Yeah, they're going to start off 0 and 4 in the Big Ten. <laughs> Cross country trip. Oh, uh, no, no, the Illinois game. But there's a, if they lose the Illinois game, they're going to start off 0 and 5 in the Big Ten. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I. Oh, it's six. I'm going to Penn state after that. What is today? May 2nd. I'm going to, I'm going to write this down <laughs> that you doubted me when I said Maryland might have a decent year. We're going to either way. One of us is going to pull up this clip after week six next sure. year and, and shit on the other person with it. Um, look, uh, buddy, just cause they, they showed a flash cause they, they beat Minnesota with 35 players out last year. They got to go to, uh, got to go to Columbus, but Ohio state is going to be breaking in a new quarterback. They'll still probably lose that. But then they get a bye week before going to Minnesota. Instead of a back-to-back road trip, they get a bye week in between. Nice chance to reset. They could beat Minnesota if Flex doesn't have it going. Then the back half of the schedule is really nice. Indiana at home. Penn State at home. Road trip to weak-ass Michigan State's winnable. That is uh, winnable. Home game that. against Michigan. And That's not winnable. <laughs> yeah, it is. Michigan sucked ass last year. <laughs> That's and the last time Maryland beat any of these teams. Well, well who... 
<laughs> play play that Lou Holtz clip. <laughs> that's that's how I feel right now. Uh, because what? Here. Well, well, I don't get. You want me to defend a sleeper in the Big Ten East? It's the Scarlet Knights. Play that clip again, because no matter what you say, this is what it's going to sound like to me. Well, well, first off, Rutgers beat Maryland last year. And Shiana's first year, you tell me he's not going to do it in his second year. We'll see. I mean, look, I am a believer in the Golden Guido, so don't make me uh, take a shit on and my guy. Let me tell you, look, they get at Michigan and home to Ohio State back-to-back weeks. Delta a death blow, Big Ten. Delta Rutgers a death blow. But if they survive that, if they could just pull an upset off. They took Michigan to three overtimes. Yeah. If they're, uh, if they can somehow find a way to win that game. Yeah. Well, after that, they lose to Ohio state in Piscataway, right? If they get one of them though. Yeah. If they can just steal one there, Ohio state's been known to lay an egg. Listen to me here. If they can steal one there, then the following week, they host Michigan state. That's a win. They beat him in Lansing by like 20 last, uh, last uh, season, right? There it is. Then they're at Northwestern, which, you know, Northwestern as much as they're good. Yeah. They let teams. That could be a defensive that's, battle. That's always like a fort, uh, dude. In general, Northwestern loses to teams. There's always one loss to a team they shouldn't lose to. Yeah, they could beat Northwestern, right? This team could be sitting here. What is that? Six and one at yeah, that point. They could be six and one by week before at Illinois. Seven and one. They host Wisconsin, and I, and I don't know about you, but I was not sold on Wisconsin last year, <laughs> right? I'm just listening to you convince yourself on hang this on, shit. Hang on. They host Wisconsin. They're going to be two and five at this point. This Wisconsin year. did not look great last year. <laughs> it's in Piscataway. Okay. Indiana in Bloomington. I don't think Indiana was as good as they were a season ago. Now this God. one at Penn State they lose. Then they're home to, to to Maryland. They could finish second. They could finish second in the Big Ten East. All right. <laughs> Let's keep. Going. Why do you think that's that crazy? Because they're fucking Rutgers and they've been playing. They played the first. He had foot, them in the top football 10. game ever, and they've never. He had them in the top ten like fifteen years game ago. Since he had them in the top ten like fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's true. For one moment, the Golden Guido. And then had he them. went and, and took an, a, NFL money. So the, why can't he do it again? You Lightning does strike twice. I hope it does because I'm rooting for the uh, good, their chance. The good Guido folks of New Jersey, dude. They, they they have a better setup than Maryland. Well, neither of these teams are winning shit. Let's be honest. But <laughs> uh, all right, well let's let's talk Big Ten West then. Let's right. let's load it up. Where are you going on the West? I mean, I guess it's not even much of a, a sleeper team. So maybe I'm a bitch for picking them. But Minnesota, they kind of had a down year. Well, last I think year. I think teams are or people are the, the preseason polls are probably forgetting because of how many players were out. So I think Minnesota is a good answer. Yeah, no, it's I not, mean, if you're, it's if not you're talking betting with, odds, then yeah, it probably is a a decent. They uh, returned sleeper. Tanner Morgan, a quarterback. Uh, He's Fleck. huge. He's probably like one of the best quarterbacks in the country coming back this year. Yeah, I could totally see. Uh, now, now let's let's analyze the uh, the Gophers schedule here. Um, Starting it off on a Thursday night, dude. If they somehow could pull that off with Ohio State breaking in a brand new yeah, fucking quarterback, if, if they say, say Ohio State has the wrong guy, yeah, for a half of yeah. football, if they could somehow pull that off, yeah, then hop down. They don't play a conference game for like a month after that. Then it's October second at Purdue, coming off a home like game a, against. To Bowling me, that's game. like a fifty-fifty game. Yeah, they should beat Purdue. They've been better than them recently. Yeah. Produce capable, but <laughs> it's 55, 45. Sure. All right. 
Then they get a bye week before hosting. That's a good bye week because hosting Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, then they get Maryland, dude. The rest of their schedule. I mean, I guess the final three games is tough. Yeah. But so it's so they tough. after Nebraska they get they're hosting Maryland then at Northwestern which is still winnable home to the Illini and then the then the this is the their toughest schedule here the toughest part of the schedule at Iowa at Indiana home to Wisconsin. That is tricky. <laughs> what do you think there? <laughs> What do you what, what do you what do you think about those three at the end? I think they'll probably lose two of them if I had to really uh, guess. But, but the Big Ten West carnage, right? Yeah, and look, this is the team that the last time uh, PJ Fleck led them without massive COVID uh, losses, they went what ten and two and eleven and two and beat Auburn in their fucking bowl game. Yeah, he has the potential. What he he went thirteen and zero in his last year. Um, Western Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Fleck. Let's, let's give the guy his due. Let's go. There you go. All right. My answer. I just watched the spring game of Nebraska. I think, I think they might have some, and especially by the way, Lance Leopold, we should probably stop and talk for five seconds about fucking Lance Leopold, the new coach of Kansas, uh, your guy, you've been on Leopold for two or three years now. I love it. But now that he leaves Buffalo, Nebraska's in a great spot here, but let's, I'll talk Nebraska in five seconds. Okay. What do you rate that, that hiring? They were almost, it was between Leopold and Munkin, their final two. I think either one's a good hire by Kansas. I agree. And I think I'm, that's going to be, I'm so excited to see. I mean, who would, who had been there at Buffalo that had gotten them in a decent position before Turner Gill, who went to Kansas Turner, yeah, but they weird. fire him after two years. I can't so wait. So they're just, that's their uh, hiring model. <laughs> what, you, why are you going to, you're, you're walking into Kansas. You're only going to give a coach two years. No, Turner Gill went to uh, Kansas. Then he went to Liberty after Kansas. Oh, as a coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking no. Turner Gill was in Nebraska. No, as a coach of yeah. Buffalo, he had them playing good ball. Then he went to Kansas. He went to Kansas. They fire him after two years. <laughs> yeah. Short leash. <laughs> uh, then he goes to Liberty re- resurrects that program. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I think it's a great hire. I think it's going to end up working out for, for Kansas. These guys got to be patient, but I, I'm so intrigued now to see year one with Leopold at the helm. Well, yeah. I talk about, I mean, like I said, Turner Gill, I feel like the program, maybe it was Leopold under uh, first year under Leopold, but they, they took a little step back from where they were, but then he built Buffalo off, or uh, yeah. Did they win the Mac last year or were they run play for up? the Mac championship? They lost, lost the Mac to, they got upset by Kent state. Um, so yeah, I think he's good at building programs. I think that's obviously the job at Kansas is to build that program. So do I anticipate him ever winning big there? No, but he, can he make them respectable? Possibly. And I think that's all you can ask for one coach to do based on what's at uh, Kansas. I'm going to make a prediction. He will get Kansas back to a bowl game. All right. You heard it here first. All Pick right. Dundee. Uh, but let's, let's talk about Nebraska. I just watched their spring game. I, I was convinced that uh, I think they're going to be my team. Leopold, by the way, is kind of like the anti Les Miles. Les Miles had gotten used to. Well, Les Miles was talking about, hey, get, make sure you get the women in here with big tits and 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 and, and, and the, blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Leopold's doing that, but I don't know if the, the, that exists in Buffalo. I'm sure there's some big tit blondes in Buffalo, but <laughs> anyway, let's talk Nebraska. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm sure there's big tits. Uh, big titty blondes all across the fucking country. <laughs> Patty C, right? God bless That's America. My analysis. Yeah. All right. Um, the Nebraska, I think they have a favorable schedule. Now look, 
I watched the spring game. I see some stuff that I like. If the, they open up uh, week zero at Illinois, they get a they get that. I think they're going to get that as a as a win because I think that's that's the first game under uh, Bielma. It's a good spot to catch them. Then they get a bye week and they're home to Buffalo. And guess what? Leopold's gone. They haven't named their coach, but I like that spot now. Yeah. So now two and zero, oh, and then they're at Oklahoma, Patty C, which it's a loss. Probably, but you never know. Oklahoma lost at home to a Kansas State team with twenty five players out last year. Sure, right? Let's let's just say that's a loss. Yeah, irrelevant for them getting to the Big Ten championship, right? At Michigan State, that's a win. Coming off a back to back road, though, I think they can win that. All right, confidence. Home to Northwestern. Uh, win. Calling it right now. Calling it right now. That's a win. Home to Michigan. Winnable, right? This game, this team could lose five games in a row here, <laughs> dude. They could also beat. What makes you think at Oklahoma, that, at Michigan State, Northwestern, at Michigan, and at Minnesota? They lost last year to Northwestern at Northwestern by one score, right? One score. That's true, right? It's easy to see a tight turn, Petty C. This team beat Penn State a season ago, right? Now they lost a six-point game at Iowa, right? They lost to your Gophers by seven. This team's not as bad as their record indicates. They beat Rutgers. They beat Purdue. They beat Penn State. That's you know, I guess, but Penn State. Well, Michigan was fucking two and four last year. Whatever we said. Well, let me tell you this. I'll bet money right now. Scott Frost isn't the coach at the end of last year. All right, and then the next year. <laughs> at the end of last it's year, like, I'll take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> at You're the on. end of last year. <laughs> uh, but no, I think. Look at this. Their away games are nice at Michigan state at Minnesota at Wisconsin and at Illinois. That's nice. They get Ohio state and Michigan. Now that's a horrible draw from that side, but they get them both in Lincoln again. Get out of that race car. For a team that like they're going to win the, they're going to win the West. The team that's not that good uh, for a team that wants to like compete for a conference title. It's nice to have the hardest games at home, right? If you're a team that's just trying to gain bowl eligibility, the games against the yeah, the Ohio argument, States, yeah. you'd rather have them on the road. So because you, they're already automatic. That's a losses, loss anyway. Yeah. You want your fucking Michigan State at home. They played Ohio State decent a season ago. They did, but they're still going to lose either way. <laughs> if Scott Frost is going to get fired. I think they could beat Michigan. I really believe they could beat Michigan and Lincoln. They could. Michigan has sucked. To but. me, I only see like one flat out loss on this uh, Big Ten schedule, and that's the home game against Ohio State. You are, uh, but I also want to mention the boilermakers of Purdue. Cause I think Purdue could be in a nice spot. Okay. All right. Purdue. Yes. They have to play at Ohio state. They drew them from the East, but they also drew, drew Michigan state. And, uh, who was the other team? Michigan state and Out of Indiana. Mm. And I, I look, I'm not sold on Indiana. They can I'm win both sold. of those. Yeah. So I think that Purdue it's could good be draw. in a nice spot. It's a very good draw for them. Out of the East. That's about as good as you're ever going to get. The Boilermakers could be sitting in a nice spot, especially if they open up Big Ten play with two home games. The Illini in Minnesota. Yep. They get a bye before hosting Iowa. That's a nice. Yeah. No, before going to Iowa. Or before but going to it's Iowa. It's good to get the bye week right yeah, there. That's what I mean. Sorry. Right. So you it, let's just say they were to pull that off three and zero. Then then now that's a tricky comeback game coming back to Wisconsin. There's going to be carnage. But the, I think Purdue has a shot. I think Purdue and Nebraska have a decent shot of of appearing in the Big Ten championship. So as a value bet, the favorite's going to be who? Wisconsin, you think? 
Ah, uh, yeah. Northwestern? Iowa, actually. I think Iowa? Iowa's the best team. I think there's value in Purdue, Nebraska, and your play of Minnesota. I think there's value in all three. All right. All right. Uh, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas. Yes. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting, baby, we're giving out free daily video picks over on our better than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free handy. Uh, I'm sorry, a ton of free picks and handicappers that you need to check out. Make sure you subscribe to our profile page. So you don't miss any of our picks at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Patty C, we're in the thick of this here. All right. And we're already we're already talking shit to one another. You're saying <laughs> Scott Frost is fired. Let's just battle through these. Just uh let's go, let's go uh American East. Yeah. The AAC. Now this one I I it's glad to see that you're finally starting to wake up. To what Mike Houston's doing in Greenville, North Carolina. Well, here's the thing about the AAC East is that the other teams there there are your favorites, right? You have your Cincinnati, your UCF, and then you have the absolute doghouse, which is Central or South Florida and Yukon. And then there's your Temple, who's respectable, but honestly, Juan Mathis coming in from Georgia at Temple. Yeah. I mean, temple temple could be the other one. I almost put them, but I, here's I, why you want East Carolina. All right. Tell me no, no one knows better than you Colby on this one. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you uh, take well, this first one. Away. Off, we just landed a four-star transfer from North Carolina. at wide out. Nice. Big we, step. But the more important thing we're bringing back 91% of our team. Ooh, just to give you an idea, Patty C there is all that is 11th best out of 130 teams. All right. Where in the uh, AAC does that rank? That's number one in the AAC. Wow. Right. Okay. We're also a quarterback that's going to have now three seasons worth of starts. Nice. And Holton Alders. Right. I'm telling He's you, not this, a is, bad, this bad is where we, the tide, the, this is where you really see the tide it's turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. All right. This is when this is happening at the end of the year. Bum, 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 bum. All right. Because I actually think. Yes, our schedule's tough, but dude, I see opportunity. I see opportunity. Even if we lose some of those ones at a conference, but look, we got App State. So this Ca- is not a ball buster schedule. They can easily That's manage. What I'm this saying thing. once you get in conference, we open up uh, against Tulane and Willie Fritz. Who I think Tulane is going to be good. Yeah, right. They're going to win home. Top thirty-six. I saw. Right. Uh, or top thirty-five. I think they were thirty-five or thirty-six in in some preseason wow. polls that I saw. Right. That this is a tough stretch because we have Tulane and then at UCF. Yeah. To me, if we could steal one of those, yep, we're good. Because then we get a bye week before at Houston. You almost should win that. I don't know. I think you favor Houston probably. Yeah. But I but love yeah, the I fact the we fact get the fact bye week at Houston. Yeah. The fact we get the bye week, huge. And then we're hosting South Florida and Greenville. That's a win. Yep. Hosting Temple win at Memphis. This is where I think we can win that. Now the this. I will say the final three games are tough at Memphis at Navy and home to Cincinnati. It's going to take some doing, but like we said, Mike Houston. Now, is he the beneficiary of a uh, talent advantage that is evident at JMU over the rest of the FCS? Um, maybe to an extent, but I, I think frankly, from what I've seen him of him as a coach, he's, he's really good coach. This is the year, man. This is the he's, year. He's good We're bowling. We're bowling. All facets of the game as a coach. We're so. not winning the AAC this year, but we could be a sleeper. And don't let 
the pirates get hot. To quote Stone Lebanowitz with his dogs. Boom. Don't let the pirates get hot because I would hate to see them ruin Lu- fickle season. The pirates on Saturday, November 27th. Ooh, I would not I would hate to see that too. The pirates were a long, successful program, so it is time they reclaim their place toward and, the top. And of that I saw conference. that was your pick. We both picked East Carolina in the uh in the east of the AAC. ECU. There we go. ECU. Yes. Uh, let's go to the West. Let's, let's cut. Let's get, let's get down to brass tacks in the West. All right. Cause you know that I'm on my boy who you've just, you laughed at me for years, year after year (laughs) about Willie Fritz. You had some insight there. I'll, I'll I'll hand it to you. Well, the insight, you better watch out for Saturday, September 4th because they are hosting the Oklahoma Sooners. Is that right? They are hosting. That's right. The Sooners. Patty C. Don't sleep on the wave. All right. <laughs> it is easy. It's easy to see a tide turn. All right. That reminds me of that. Uh, when I was like in civics class in eighth grade, there's a the movie called the wave, you know, and they all do like the little, we should have a little hand signal for the wave. <laughs> uh, t- but uh, Tulane is my pick in the West. Now I will say this Tulane's schedule is brutal this year to me because uh, from the East, they draw UCF, and ECU, which I think are going to be the top two teams and Cincinnati. Those are the three they draw, right? Yeah. I think that's the top three in the East, right? Tough break. And where they get these teams. So look, they get Oklahoma, Ole Miss, UAB out of conference. It's a brutal out of conference Dude, schedule. Oklahoma won the big 12. UAB won the conference USA. Ole Miss was one of the best offenses in the nation. The fact that they get three of those at home is actually really impressive. With Morgan State being the other yeah. one, uh, but then uh, th- this conference schedule is pretty brutal. At ECU, home to Houston on a Thursday night, so only a short week to to host Houston. Right, yeah. they get a bye week before the air raid in SMU, but then they're at SMU, home to Cincy, at UCF, home to Tulsa. Aren't you trying to sell us that this is a sleeper team here? <laughs> <laughs> this is a tougher schedule than I was thinking. Here, here's a couple of things for you to consider here though. Uh, they get uh, what two weeks before SMU, but that's a Thursday game. Then they turn around. So it's basically a nine day turnaround before they host Cincinnati. That gives them a little edge there. And then they have to go to UCF. Obviously that's tough. I mean, that's kind of where the, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to lose a few of those. But my point is that they started a freshman quarterback, Michael Pratt. Yeah. Guy's going to be continue to grow. I watched some film of him. He's not as great as I remember, but <laughs> he's got some tools, but they need to inaccuracy beat. issues. Look, they, for this season to be where I think it could be, they got to start out beating ECU, Houston and SMU. If that does not happen, the backside of this is brutal, dude. You know what I noticed about Tulane's uh, team? Actually, as I watched that film, their offensive line was freaking atrocious. I forget who it was they were playing. I think it was Houston last year. And man, yeah. I know Houston had some defense alignment, yeah. but one of them won the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Every single play, Pratt was getting annihilated. <laughs> so they better fix that if they're going to have a, a solid season next year. That is a brutal schedule. Maybe I should change my pick. Oh, ride with it. It's your uh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to ride with it. Who are you going with? Uh, who did I pick there? Memphis? You going Silverfield? You fucking bastard! No, I took Navy, baby. Oh, I do like the Navy play. They are going to rebound. I mean, yeah, this team has been good for a long time. Uh, obviously, last year is wait. Uh, is am I crazy? Tulane is in the East. I'm fucking retarded. 
I always think Navy's in the east. Tulane's in the west. Tulane's in the east. They're in the east, right? Because why aren't they playing Navy? That's weird. Yes. So so wait, the team in New Orleans is in the east, and the team in Annapolis I always Mar- forget this every fucking year, dude. It makes no sense. AAC uh, one slight realignment. Wait, they, they play Memphis, Tulsa, and no, why? I'm so confused. What? Because Navy's not on their schedule. Why is Navy not on their schedule? Uh, that's a good question. Now you're gonna make me look up the uh, AAC conference standings. Did they move Navy back to the east? Tulane is in the west, and Navy's in the west as well. They should be playing each other. What, should, why am I not seeing? The I don't Navy get game it. On the schedule, I, maybe they did change it. I don't know. We're fucking idiots. This is the college experience. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. Well, look, look at that. You're looking at the same schedule I'm looking at. Yes. I don't see Navy on there. If I, they're in yeah. the same division, they should be playing. Yes. That's typically how it works. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. It didn't happen this year. It <laughs> didn't. Maybe they did realign. Maybe they fucking figured they it out. Did they not tell us? Now you talk to the I people. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure this shit out because look, Navy's playing at Houston. Oh, it's because UConn left. There's no divisions anymore, man. Oh, that's what it is. That's gone. what it is. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Um, okay. Well then I'll just take ECU as my pick for the AAC. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. Yeah. So that whole division thing, <laughs> we are idiots. All right. Uh, let's talk pack 12. All right. Let's battle through. Pac- we're just going to do pack 12 mountain West, big 12. We're out. All right. Sorry. Conference USA and Mac. We'll cover you. On another episode. Yeah, we'll give we'll give them two seconds. I'll, I'll okay. say this right now. Conference USA, give me Willie Taggart. Get it done. Taking a step up, especially with some of the other coaches leaving. Will Healy and Charlotte and Middle Tennessee getting that uh Bailey Hawkman transfer from NC State. Stock still knows what he's doing. I actually there. I think Middle Tennessee's probably the play there. Uh in the Mac, I'm gonna go Eastern Michigan. Again, coaches leaving. I gotta ride with your boy there. Yeah. yeah. Taking Colby's tip on this one. Eastern Michigan. Kaka. Um, and let's go now pack 12. Let's, let's have a real conversation. Pack 12. What are you thinking here? What? I mean, Nick has sold me on UCLA. Dude, I am sold on UCLA. You know that. So pack 12 South UCLA, but don't sleep on my buffs. Dude. I, I, it's funny because I, I, I listened to the old Adam Sandler, 1996, uh, album with, uh, whatever the, the, the goat and like the, the Hanukkah song. Yeah. And he's got the doctor that's farting while he's trying to give him therapy. That's what's going on with Colby on the other side of this fucking microphone. He's sitting there. I'm trying to keep a straight face. He's busting ass left and right here. <laughs> I wish you guys, uh, I wish you would pick it up look, on the microphone. San Jose state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Here. <laughs> no, we're talking Pac-12 South. Okay. Uh, USC. You're so, so USC is going to be the favorite, right? Yeah. Where are you going? You going UCLA? I'm going UCLA. Can I get my buffs a little bit of cred? Sure. I mean, they have that potential, but UCLA has got to be from a, you would think a money standpoint, a major sleeper. Yeah. After going what three and four last and they're back to back away is at Arizona at Washington. The reason why I don't think that's as bad. Now the Washington one is bad, but at Arizona, I think year one, very doable. Kind of like grabbing Vandy. Yeah. Um, No, but they do get, look at this stretch from October 16th to October 30th. At Washington, home to Oregon, at Utah. Well, they beat Oregon last year on the road. I get it, but I'm just saying those three in a row. Wait, did they beat Oregon on the road? No, they should have lost. They should have. Yeah, they lost close. Um, yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 is is kind of like carnage. 
Um, so the, no team is going to get through it without a, a semi tough stretch, but just the fact that chip Kelly is finally getting his pieces in place. He's got a quarterback with experience. Uh, is this Thompson's Robinson's last year of eligibility? No, because last year didn't count. <laughs> so watch out for the Bruins the next two years. Really? If he stays, um, I, I agree. UCLA is my pick and I had Colorado as my second, but uh, yeah, I think UCLA is the team to watch this year in the pack. And I think there's a great value bet in taking UCLA to win the pack 12 South. I don't know what the odds yeah. are, but I'm saying I like that in the North. I see you're on my boy. Justin Wilcox and Cal. Yeah. I'm on Oregon state. I think Oregon state and Jonathan Smith are building something nice there. I do think Cal is a solid play. I think, uh, let me just recite this. The Oregon state's bringing back 87% of their team. Cal bringing back 81. That's both fantastic. As far as the group of five or the power five. I mean, so I see both angles here, but the golden bears, let's go. Let's go Cal first. Okay. They do have a tricky couple games out the gate. Home to Nevada. Nevada's Golden State versus Silver State here for Nevada at at TCU. Then they get Sacramento State, who's not a bad FCS team. Yep. Um. Then at was or at Washington, then home to Wazoo. Now I will say this: they don't play a back to back away to at Stanford at UCLA on the final two weeks of the season. Yeah. By that point, they could have put themselves in pretty nice position. I mean, look at their road games. Their road games come coming out of a group of five. They beat Washington coming like out of a, three, a I think three FCS, years in a row. Yeah. Coming out of a bye. And then the back uh, to back away. Yeah. And one of them's Arizona. And then back to back away at the end. I think Cal's schedule sets up pretty nicely. Again, uh, Wilcox had been building it. Whether they have Garber's gone, right? No, he's back. He's back. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's He's really, back. that's huge. I actually like Cal's schedule better than Oregon state's. Okay. I know you're high on Oregon state. I need to be oh, sold man, a little Oregon more state schedules. Brutal though. It's a brutal schedule. I think, um, it's uh, not impossible. There's some tough stretches. Well, out the gate, you get USC and Washington, which were the top two teams. Essentially they'll drop one of those last year in the pac 12 yeah. percentage wise. Uh, that's not a good opening though. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to get the to get arguably the two best teams from a season ago. Yeah, the teams that should have yeah. been playing in the yeah. Pac-12 championship as as your first two games in in conference. Yeah, it's tough. Then you're at Wazoo, winnable by week before Utah, and that's in Corvallis. Huge. Let me tell you that right now, they're going to beat Utah and Corvallis. Boom! You heard it here <laughs> yes. first. Then at Cal at Colorado, that's a tough back to back, man. Yeah. You go from acid to more acid in the mountains. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then they're home to Stanford and <laughs> Arizona state and at Oregon. I feel like Oregon state's probably well equipped to deal with some acid trips. Let's be honest. That's true. I could see them going six and six, but it's weird. The schedule. I don't know. I think I agree with you. Cal's schedule breaks better to me. There it is. Who does Cal draw from the, so from the South, uh, Oregon state gets USC who won the South Utah, who I think could finish. Dude, they get, the four best teams from the South. <laughs> this is why this you're right. Cal's Cal's the answer. Well, Cal gets USC, but Cal also Cal gets, gets UCLA. Cal gets Arizona and what? Uh, Colorado, their South. So wait, Cal gets who? Cal, Cal gets Colorado, Arizona, USC, and UCLA. Well, at least they get the worst. And well, last year, Arizona, Arizona and UCLA were the worst, but we think UCLA is going to be better. I'm saying that based on last year, 
Oregon State gets USC, the team that won. Yeah. The second place team, uh, Colorado. The third place team, Utah and Arizona State. So they have the top oh, yeah. four. There's just tougher. Yeah. There's just tougher. Uh, I think Cal's a better, better play, better play here. So boom, I'm a genius. I'm gonna switch my pick to Cal. Uh, let's bounce on over to final, final thing we're doing here in the Mountain West, buddy. Wait, did we do the Big Twelve? Oh no, we didn't. Let's do Big Twelve. Do we do Mountain West first? Yeah, let's do Mountain West. Let's finish with the Power Five there. Mountain West, West, or Mountain West? What is it? Pacific? Is it just West? I think it's the West, right? Take a look, see. It's the West. Um, look, I, we know San Jose State's going to be good. Mountain West, West. Yes, they played is. Boise last year, beat Boise uh, in the Mountain West Championship. Yep. So you can't pick them as a surprise anymore. That's true. Now you could take San Diego State, but they've kind of been a really good team lately. That's true. I think Nevada, I like, but their schedule's kind of brutal. Mm-hmm. So I went Todd Graham in Hawaii. And I see you went Todd Graham in Hawaii I did. too. What they go four and four last year? And you look at the schedule this year, they draw these teams from the mountain side of the division. They draw Wyoming, Colorado State, and and uh Utah State, which yes. I do think Noha or uh, uh, Wyoming is going to be good. And I think Utah state has potential to be good, but I think they kind of got a break by not having to play Boise. Yeah. By not having to play what, air force, uh, Nevada or no, they, yeah. Air force that the triple option. Yes. And you look at this, they get on the Island. They get San Jose state, right? Yep. They get Fresno state. Those are two of the better teams, right? Yep. They get San Diego State on the island, so to me, they yes they have to play in Reno, but they have a nice schedule that breaks for them. As far as home games go, dude. Now, what is a home game here? The Ching Athletics com- Complex. Yeah, this is great. Have you seen what they're playing in? No, they're playing in like a high school stadium. <laughs> it's decent sized stadium. Actually. No, it only seats like 8,000 people, dude. Really? So I read it online. I, something, something crazy. Yeah. It's not big. It's not big at all. That's great. It's going to be like a high school environment. <laughs> I guess it's got a track around the outside of the field. Uh, this is a nice schedule. You look at that. Wow. Okay. So the home bleachers look like a, a, a small college's home bleachers. The road bleachers are like a little league bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii. You're, all, you're in Hawaii. Don't give them nice seats. All right. Everything else is fucking nice. All yeah. right? From the shaved ice to the shaved legs. All right. <laughs> uh, let's uh, no, but this is a nice schedule here. Now. Yes. At Wyoming could be tricky. Yeah. But Utah state year, you know, Anderson year one getting UNLV on the road. I like getting New Mexico state on the road. I like this is a nice schedule that breaks for them. I mean, the Ching complex is going to be rocking it and is rolling. Be rocking. I can't wait to watch these games. All 75.2 fans. All right. In the mountain side of this. Yep. Where are you going? Boise's the favorite, obviously. Yeah. Give me the Falcons air air force. Troy Calhoun, one of the almost underrated coaches. In well, they just do, you know, Troy Calhoun only goes so many years without having a good one. Well, so. I got a few things that you like here is that first off Hawaii bringing back 89% of their roster mm. and they had a decent first year to bring back 89% kind of sold on that Patty C air force though, just bringing back 63% mm. little concerning. Well, my pick the Wyoming 
Cowboys bring back 95%. Wow. That is number two out of 130 teams. <laughs> Craig Bowl, Wyoming. Watch out, Boise State. Been building it up. Watch out. Get Those out of that. Cowboys. Watch out, man. In that I'm just brown saying. and mustard yellow, beautiful uniform. And look, they, they, they don't have back to, or they're back to back. Uh, they're back to back. Away I like that. Stuff. Wyoming has like the saloon letters. They, as do they their have numbers. like the best uniforms in college football? Yeah. Old West little like fucking, fucking great. Yeah. Um, now I will say Wyoming does get air force on the road. San Jose state, Boise state and Utah state. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> Carnage all around in college but, football. But your Falcons are getting Boise on the road. Colorado State on the road, mm. Nevada, and New Mexico. Easier stretch, but 95% returning. Give me Wyoming as a problem in the Mountain West. I might have to agree with you on that. Easy to see a tide turn. Versus, what did you say, 65? 50, from- 50. What did I say? Hang on, let me pull it up again. Uh, 63. 63. Wow. 63% Significantly- for Air Force on the triple option. Yeah. We're Wyoming number two in the country. The All right, country. Cowboys. Uh, buck them. All right. Uh, let's get to the, the big 12 and get out of here. All right. Yeah. Big 12 surprise team. Patty C who's it going to be? Well, a sleeper in terms of the conference championship. I don't know if this really qualifies, but give me the other Cowboys of Oklahoma state. They lose Ch- Chubba Hubbard. The, those other running backs, they had played great this past year. That's true. And they typically produce some good running backs. So I think they're a team that's ready to reload. Um, schedule breaks pretty nicely for them outside of a back-to-back road trip from at Texas and Iowa state, but they get Texas out of a bye. So if they can somehow get past them, then sure. They probably take the loss to Iowa state, but maybe there's some carnage there. They squeak out the other side of this thing with a, a conference championship, especially with Oklahoma at home in Stillwater in Bedlam. Yeah. You make a nice point there. You make a nice point, but man, you know, I was going to go K state, but TCU is tempting. I'm going to still go K state, but TCU keep an eye out on TCU K state. If they can get through September 25th to October 2nd, those seven days and just go one and one Patty C <laughs> they're at OK state on September 25th and they're hosting Oklahoma, which they've beaten Oklahoma now to climb in two and O against Oklahoma. Right? They're very capable of winning one of those. So if they can just go one and one there, then they get a bye week before hosting Iowa State. Danger, Matt Campbell. Danger yeah, coming into Manhattan. You let them win that one. Yeah. They'll be two and one in conference. They're at Texas Tech, winnable. Three and one in conference. Dangerous though. Hosting TCU. Winnable. Yep. At Kansas. Win. Yes. Hosting West Virginia. Nice. Hosting Baylor. And, and then the, at Texas, I mean, if they're in a one game setting at the end of that season to get a bid to the conference championship game, having to go to Texas, who knows if Texas has fallen apart at the seams by that point in the season, the dangerous uh, thing is really Saturday, September 11th, when stone Labanowitz and the Salukis come into bill Snyder stadium. <laughs> uh, I, I think K state and TCU are the, are the true wild cards here. That could really make some noise. TCU schedule breaks kind of nicely too. Patty C uh, you know, they have a long history of beating Texas. Uh, Patterson's record against Texas is really good. They open up big 12 play with Texas. Then they travel to Texas tech and Oklahoma. Mm. So if they just go two and one in that stretch, then they're hosting West Virginia three and one 
No, I don't know. I don't feel confident saying that one. Yeah. Well, I, I, Gary Patterson. No, like, I think K State's schedule is easier, dude. Cause look at these road games. Here's the thing though. TCU. I think Gary Patterson as a coach has more upside than Kleiman's Climbin? proven to have so far. I mean, Patterson's Climbin? at dude. his best is like, uh, I mean, they should have, they could have potentially won the national championship. In, okay. But, but let's couple of Climbin has a bunch of national championships on the FCS ranks. And let's not forget his first year when they were projected to be dog shit. Yeah. They went what? Eight and five. Eight and five, and then last year, which I uh, we've stated this on, on our show, you got to throw the record book out. They played mo- like seven games with yeah. everybody out. Oh, K State's dangerous. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I K State's my play. Gonna get it done. Your play is, is who again? Oklahoma State. Okay, State. Well, they get don't they get a sandwich spot here? Don't they get? They see they get at Texas and at Iowa State back to back weeks. Well, the thing about Oklahoma State is, from a talent perspective, it really shouldn't be much of a sleeper. But from a historical perspective, they always find a way to choke. And so, if they don't do it, it's kind of a, a huge surprise. And so, I feel like it is kind of a sleeper team. That's uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. But do, those away games at Texas, at Iowa State, back to back—that's a tough stretch. Then at West Virginia. I mean. They get Kansas in between. No, there. no, no. But I'm just saying they're in general. Sure. Road going, games. going to Morgantown yeah. is no fun. The Texas tech one, that can be a win, but the other three, I think it's too brutal, especially when you add the fact they got to go to the Smurf turf. On well, September it's the 18th. big 12. So it will be too brutal. And, uh, no one's coming out unscathed. Only Oklahoma has the potential to run. Uh, maybe Iowa state with a special season, but how many wins does Leopold get in year one at Kansas? Let me take a look at that schedule. Let's end on that. All right. South Dakota. That's probably when maybe um, at coastal. That's a loss. Baylor's a loss at Duke's a loss at Iowa state's a loss. Texas tech at home's a loss. Oklahoma's <laughs> a loss at can at Oklahoma state's a loss. Kansas state's a loss at Texas is a loss you play to, to win, win the game. game. Apparently Kansas <laughs> hasn't gotten that memo uh, at TCU's a loss and hosting West Virginia's a loss. They will go one and 11 with 11 straight losses. I'm going to make season. a prediction. Huh? Lance Leopold will win one game that we're not seeing. Yes. South Dakota out the gate. I think they're going to beat somebody else. Duke. Maybe, maybe Texas tech. K state. Get maybe the rivalry right off the maybe, bat. Maybe dub dub V. All right. Keep an eye. Lawrence, Kansas on Lance Leopold. <laughs> All right. Love the hire. All right, guys, if you're, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. And this is the college football experience. You know, we bring it to you. FCS playoffs. We got you covered. Got episodes previewing every game in the FCS playoffs. So make sure you check it out. And like I said, we handicap every single division one college football game. Get all of that for free on a spreadsheet over at sports Me, Patty C NC, Nick, over 500 picking every game for four years now, Patty C. Boom. Way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on a spreadsheet. Sports gambling podcast.com. You got no, I mean, you're a moron. It's a, if you're not listening to these picks, it's you're, cash. You're Guess what my lock leaving was? Leaving money on the table. Guess what my lock was? Huh? On Saturday, Alabama AM minus three. Yeah. They won by eight. Boom. Or seven. One of the two. But Cha-ching. Sunday, I said this. I said my two locks are Delaware, Delaware on the money line 
As a three and a half point dog or four point dog, shop around wherever you shopped. Yep. You locked the money line. And I said, take Southern Illinois plus the, the 15 and a half or 16 and also sprinkle some of the money line. The money line didn't come through, but you Almost know damn well off. that that money line would have been wild. Yeah. And I also, I also had your, Oh no, actually, no, I didn't. I, I did. I ended up taking North Dakota. Skipped plus out on the damn, but Look, I, I gave Colby you a lot of deals. is watching this ESPN plus four games at the same time, bringing all of that action to you with all the pointers and knowledge you need to make a safe and smart bet. Yes. And by the way, JMU Sam Houston, Saturday, May 8th on ABC, ABC, the final four, baby. Boom. Isn't it great to have a real final four? Not just like, let's pick four teams. It is. It is. It's nice to see a team earn their way to that place. Right. All right, guys, give us a, give me a follow at the, uh, uh, you know what? Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Say some kind things about us. Give me a follow at the Colby D. And if you leave an iTunes review, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D and I will send you a brand new college experience t-shirt. How about that now? All right. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. Give him a follow. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. And make sure you follow the Sports Gambling Podcast at uh, the SGP Network. And check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. Okay, this is the college experience. FCS recap and surprise team, surprise conference pitches. You better start thinking about yours.